0: What's up, what's up, everybody? It's Hoya Rock from the one and only Madball and Smoking Word podcast. In my hands right now, I got that new LP from my boys in terror. The record is called Pain Into Power. I believe, I believe in these day, day, days,
1: these days, these days are
0: Ten brand new songs produced by Todd Jones. The artwork by Spoiler. It drops on May six on Pure Noise Records in the U.S. and on N Hits Records in Europe. Hardcore lives. You know the deal. Obviously, you know what that was. That was Hoya. Promoting Terror and their new album, Motherfucking Pain into Power. It came out last Friday. Obviously, everybody knows about it, but I'm doing my part by supporting the scene and sharing what I believe should be shared and supported because obviously you know, Scott and Terror have been in the hardcore game fucking forever and always supporting, staying down to earth and humble and being part of the scene which is awesome they could you know be off on another planet being cool fucking rock stars but they still give a shit about who hears their music and who you know how to support each other which is great uh i've been in the chats with scott maybe or maybe not i might have him on an episode in the very new future um be on the lookout for that if it happens You'll just have to wait and see. But uh, Terror's on tour right now with uh, F- 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 Kubla Khan and Pain of Truth and Sugabog. Ah, I said it. It takes me a minute to get that fucking name right. But that band's pretty good. I was like, I can't read the title or that a fucking uh, um, uh, band name. I don't give a fuck about that band. I don't want to hear. If I can't read the title, I don't give a fuck. But that's just my close-mindedness. I actually checked them out, and I like that band a lot. I'm glad they're coming to Detroit. They have a big following. It should be a pretty big show when uh, Terror comes back to the magic stick. For the 100,000th time in the past 20 years. Lucky us, man. It's good times. Be there or be a fucking square. Last night was a sick show. Agnostic front and sick of it all. And Crown of Thorns came through to the sanctuary, which is no better place. You know, I've always loved the sanctuary and the setup, but to see Agnostic Front there in such a tight little uh, intimate venue, oh man, it's just unbelievable to see how Vinny, Vinny Stigma, 66 years old, and fucking Roger, like 57 something, 55. Who the fuck knows Battling cancer Fucking beat that shit (laughs) Came through on the other end Just as strong and healthy It's amazing Because a lot of people don't make it out of that shit And they uh, You know Or if they do They're fucked up from it They're never as strong as they were They're never As in good spirits as they were They're fucking depressed They beat cancer Or they don't But that makes me very happy to see when somebody makes it out on the other end, man. That shit f- has taken way too many people in my life, and I'm sure your life as well. So, you'd be happy. That's why you should support Agnostic Front. If you weren't there, you missed out. You've seen some videos. You've seen Benny Stigma in the middle of a mad circle pit at the sanctuary. F- fucking riffing like he does. 66, man. Like, uh, I think my dad would be... 63 64 this year i don't he's a pretty fucking tough guy but i couldn't see him in the middle of a mosh pit with a bunch of 18 19 20 up to fucking 55 year old 60 year old people how cool is that still down to earth it was great you're standing out in front like at the sanctuary he's almost a sold-out show but it did end up selling out it's it's weird, a lot of people wait until the doors are open before they even like walk up. you have to go inside the venue, but... I've never seen such a long line outside of the sanctuary. It's fucking all the way down to the corner, probably 100 people in line by the time I got a... Eh. Yeah. And by the time I got in, it was probably a line of 100 people. And that place holds 300, 350. I'm not exactly sure. Who gives a fuck? It was sold out, man. It was great to see uh, Crown of Thorns i've never seen them before i've liked them you know, since i heard of hardcore i heard of scarhead before crown of thorns which in all honesty i like crown of thorns better er, 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 i lied i'm lying to you i like scarhead way better got it backwards but and uh for sick of it all i like that band i i mean i gotta be honest I appreciate the shit out of them. I know where they've came from. I know what they've done and how they've built up the scene for just about 40 years as well. They're right on the tail end, you know, following in Agnostic Front's uh, footsteps, as far as I'm aware. And, you know, they were friends, always on tour together. Um, they've been holding it down just as long, so mad respect to those three New York hardcore bands for staying Staying true, that's fucking crazy. It's crazy when you think about how fortunate we are to see some of the OGs of this shit, you know, along with how uh, lucky Detroit is to have uh, agnostic, er, Jesus Christ, negative approach and, you know, all those other bands. It's the meat band. And I know the Necros aren't from here, but they were in fucking Detroit all the time. Lucky us. Um...
1: I don't, I'm going on a tangent here.
0: I don't care about me. Uh, I also did book a show coming up in September. There's so many shows before my show, but obviously I'm going to push mine out there, the one I booked. It is called Summer's End in the D. It's Friday, September 9th at the Sanctuary. It's a never-ending game from Detroit, obviously. Hold My Own. That is what you would call a super... Like a superstar band, I think. You got Shane Merrill from The Killer, uh, Greg Felchetto from Mongoloids, Anshit uh, from MH Chaos, and he's also in Shattered Realm. He's in Sector. And Anshit's brother is also in the band. He's a cool ass dude. He fills in for MH Chaos. He was in uh, Bitter Thoughts. Which is a crazy ass band from Chicago. Fucking check them out, and also their drummer. His name is Sergio, and he is from uh, Sector as well. I don't know what other bands I know from Sector. They played at the show I booked last year. So in that, oh yeah, you got D Block and Enemy of God and Big Deal, and also coming from the 502, the uh, some of the promoters of LDB Fest and of uh, singer from inclination is also in the band gates to hell and uh a constraint so it's a banger of a lineup it's fucking killer you got four detroit bands and three out-of-state bands come support it's a friday night just after school and summer's over, blah, 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 it's just after Labor Day. So everyone's going to be like, oh, man, summer's over. Be all depressed and crying about it. So come to a show. Come to a show on a Friday. Have a few drinks. If you drink, if you don't drink, have a Coke. And come and support all those bands. Back to the podcast. This one was with End, End It's singer, Akhil Godzi. Funny motherfucker. Cool as hell. Great to talk to. I wish we could have talked longer. We recorded this on Mother's Day. So, you know, got shit to do. to take care of my shit. And um, a lot of barbecue and people were over. So, I mean, there are some uh, issues with uh, the Zoom meeting now. You can only have a limit of 40 minutes and then the shit shuts off on you. So we had to cut it short and then restart it back up again a couple minutes later. So... That was kind of annoying. You guys can check out End it's They have a band camp. They're on Spotify, on YouTube. You can catch them live on YouTube. A thousand sets on Hey 56 and whatever else. Dude, oh, that band is so good. And f- Akil is so funny. He also has his own podcast that is affiliated with The Hard Times, Zine, and I guess News Network. Like They got a podcast, but it's called Up The Blunks. It is two black punks who spend their time either talking to um, black artists in the hardcore and punk scene, or you know whatever. It's uh, it's all about black power, baby, in a good way. <laughs> but uh, check this shit out. Enjoy it. Like I said, he's funny as fuck, uh, and it deserves the recognition that they get. And they deserve more, and hopefully they'll have some new shit coming out. Oh yeah, he said they got some new shit coming out soon. We'll see though, or they'll come on tour. Um, I can't, I can't say enough about the band and I'll kill himself. He's just, I appreciate him doing my podcast. Like these people, I ask, it's like, um, they don't got to take the time out of their day to stop and bullshit with me for an hour, but I do appreciate it, and I. I'm going to keep this thing going. And I hope you guys follow right along with me because I enjoy doing it. And I hope you guys enjoy uh, listening to it. I couldn't ask for anything better that I would want to strive to be a part of. There's nothing else better than hardcore to me. It's... <sighs> There's no words for it. Sometimes when you think about it, like I say, I'm not that fucking cheesy, oh hardcore, so deep type of guy, because I'm not. But when you think about it, if there's one thing that I can do in the world, except obviously be with like my kids and my family, that'd be I don't. It's like I'd go to a hardcore show. Fuck that shit. Fuck the real world. This is my real world. It's your real world. That's why you're listening. Stay a part of it. Stay supporting. Be there for your friends. I wish I could go to more shows. It's so hard during the week. I love all these bands that have been doing shit. And I'm so glad that they keep doing it. For the young and the new and the old and in between. It's back. It's so strong. And it makes me so happy that... There's a strong bond between this underground thing where everybody can stick together and be a part of it and have something in common with any one person around the globe that isn't a football team or a fucking political affiliation. It's hardcore, baby. Stay in it. Get deep. I love you guys. I love everybody. I'm in a good mood today. It was a good Mother's Day, so... I hope everybody has a good Monday and a great week. And peep the next podcast. It'll be out sometime next week. It'll be a banger. Thank you. Goodbye. All right. How's it? There we go. You look good. Cool. I can see your balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. <laughs> i so for real Oh, shit. <laughs> Sunday morning on Mother's Day. Thank you for doing yeah. this. Taking the time, man.
2: You're welcome, thanks for having
0: me. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I start this off by, you know, obviously you're in End It, that would be the title, but uh, have you ever done anything before End It? Like, I'm not too familiar. I love End It, but I don't know if you were in any other bands before uh, this band.
2: So before I was in End It, I was in a band around Baltimore called Malicious Code, and I did vocals for that band as well.
1: Hell oh, yeah, yeah, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and that was cool. That was like, like thrashy. I mean, it had hardcore elements, but it was more like a metal. The dude was like trying to play black metal riffs, but I, I don't know. It was you see, it's not a thing anymore.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And hey, man, yeah. it ain't hardcore. It can fuck off. No, I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, so so you're in Baltimore right now. How's the weather out there? Your know, spring's come and everything looking alive finally.
2: I mean, yeah, things are growing in. It's a it's been overclassed and cold. It's been cold as shit for like 3 days. I love it personally, but
0: Are oh, would rather be you'd rather be a little cold than hot.
2: Well, I was born in February, so like yeah, I'd rather okay. cuz I sweat I sweat a lot all the time. That's where that's why I always take my shirt off cuz I'm fucking hot.
0: <laughs> it's a thing you got to do, it, man. It looks good.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, I mean,
0: you've been around for her for quite a long time so how'd you get into Hardcore? I gotta ask the question how'd you
2: get into Hardcore? <laughs> so shit Huh? I blank. Um, shit fucking, I don't know, going to high school and just uh, you know, you hang out with the kids and you find out about the shows and where the show's at and you end up going to the shows, especially shows around here in Baltimore at the time I started coming up it was really lawless. Yeah, like it was it was wild as shit. But uh, I liked it because you know there's always someone to buy you a drink, or someone to hang out with. You know. Hell yeah! What years was this? I started going to shows late '05, early 2006. Okay, hell yeah.
0: yeah, 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 man. That was a that was a pretty weird era, like all around, like American hardcore. So everybody's like super violent and grimy. You know.
2: So. So it was like, I, I, we talk about it all the time. It's like, uh, so it was, it was still very much underground and a lot of illegal shit was happening, but you know, it it, it, it had been established. You know, it was going to like, let's say, we say hardcore stuff in like the eighties, about the early 2000s, that's 30 years of whatever happens in this room is what happened. And then the internet and all those sensibilities got involved so
0: how old are you i'll be 35 in august so i got
2: in like oh four, oh five
0: yeah. myself so
2: yeah like, 32 so it was around the time where it's like you we he shouldn't be moshing with brass knuckles on like we can all agree that that's, <laughs> that's cool as shit uh, right <laughs>
0: Yeah, something super attractive about like the the really violent like element. It's weird. It's dangerous as fuck. Like some people moss with like razor blades and shit. Depending on where you were. like
2: that shit's Guns scary as fuck. Nobody weird. wants
0: that, but you know you are interested All in it.
2: All types of wild shit, but uh, I don't know. I guess it's better in some regards now. You know what I mean? Like you don't see as many kids getting beat up. Yeah, shit these days.
0: Yeah, for sure. There's definitely not like uh the mob beatings that you know we've all witnessed, you know, a decade ago. Where it's like, so you feel bad for some people.
2: You do and you do actually feel bad. Like some kid, he you know he obviously ain't been around long, otherwise he would recognize what's going on. He uh, goes to a- hit the wrong dude, like so you know he got a boot in his ass, a couple boots, 10 20 boots in his ass. But, hey
0: Right, yeah, but, but 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 you know the weird thing is like I never understood it. It's like some people that like, can't, like, read the room, like they don't know what's about to happen. Like, you see everybody's like, all right, something's going to go down. You feel it in the air when, uh, when, like, there's about to be, like, a big fight or, uh, or somebody's about to get jumped or some stupid shit. Like, you know, you never really – I mean, I've been on the uh, serving end of that shit myself, you know, acting stupid way back in the day, being dumb and violent with my friends. But it's like – it's like, you didn't see this coming? <laughs> you
2: know, you should have left, motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, it's up for real. Like, you didn't, how did you not know that you were going to get beat up? Yeah. Like, I mean, even even in terms of like the bean on board and whatnot, that shit would translate to real life, but people would still act on the internet as if like you're not going to see him. Or, Most or definitely. you know, I just don't, I just, don't, I, that's something I've never understood. Like, you talking big shit. And then when someone wants to fight you, nails, know, oh, I don't know why we're doing this. <laughs> I don't, you talk... You told me to go fuck my mom. Yeah, <laughs> you, took, like, you told me through the keyboard to go fuck my mom, and then when I decided to fight you, now I'm a piece of shit. I don't get it.
0: Yeah, you violent psycho. Because I was running my mouth and deserved it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> it just, I mean, it just goes that that uh, crucial three to four years. It, it changes. It changes the perspective a lot.
0: Yeah, for sure, it, and you can't say that it's not a better thing that it's not so crazy anymore. Like, well, with, with dumb shit like that, like you can go to a show and everybody's getting along. Depends, you know, on who's there, I guess. for For the most part, but it's like, uh, it's like not as crazy as it used to be. I guess that's what it boils down, which is a good thing. It's a very positive thing that no one's getting their fucking I ass handed they, them every day.
2: Like the fact that we don't have fucking imagine like twenty, thirty blood and honor. Nazis run up in the show. You Dude. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, kids talk about they're going to smash Nazis, and I'm not going to, I mean, I've done a thing or two, but I, ain't, and I hear some of the stories from how it used to be. I'm like, this is, now nah, we got off easy. Like, imagine late 20s, and you got to think, people older than us, the genetics were different. So, like, an 18-year-old in the 90s was not the same physical specimen as an 18-year-old in the early 2000s.
1: Correct. They were much
2: stronger. Because the food was organic. There's a whole lot of variables. But uh, I'm just glad in some regards that we ain't had to deal with all the foolishness.
0: For sure. Um, I can say, you know, we got off easy. Like you said, we got off easy. Like, all the Nazis for the, were chased out by the time we showed up. You know, which, dude, it'd be so weird to see somebody come with, a, like, a swastika on their back or something. Like,
2: that dude's gotta go now, you know? Because we know now, if not If not someone physically escorting them out of the show, someone's going to get, like, you can't just wear a swastika and come to the show. Someone's going to say something.
0: Yeah, I've never seen that. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. All the punk shows I've been to, I've never seen. They just have to be, like, afraid. Like, they got to keep that shit
2: tucked. Now, I've seen goofy shit working because I bounced at a, a venue out here in Baltimore. I've seen goofy shit Dudes would have like SS bolts and stuff like that, but that's at black metal shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is some fucking mouth breathing. He's like 120 pounds. He just left the house for the first time. He don't know. He really and that's the thing. We because we have been given the example of how to conduct ourselves now. Uh you know who you should and should not fight. Yeah. You just tell the kid to take his shirt off. Now, if he don't take his shirt off, you take it off on. But, like, you can't just go stomp out some fucking 130-pound black metal nerd. Yeah, for sure. I-
0: yeah. Yes, I was going to ask, like, being a bouncer at certain shows, you know, certain people show up. Like, you just got to let that shit slide past you. Like, you know, you're like, oh, that guy's straight up Nazi, but fuck him. He's just going to go to the show and support this venue.
2: So Nazis, rapists, uh, fucking pedophiles. This is Baltimore. Baltimore's real small. So, like, after a while, you're going to learn whatever's done in the dark comes to the light. You're going to learn about how people used to be and what happened. But, yeah, if you're bouncing, you're there to work the club. You're not there to police the show. So, yeah, you may know, like, that dude is a Nazi or whatever. But he ain't handing out literature. He's not harming anybody. He's just there to watch the show. He's going to leave. Sometimes you just got to let him, you got to let it
1: Fair yeah, enough, man. Yeah,
2: you know, otherwise, without someone doing anything, that's just an assault.
0: Correct. Oh, For yeah, when you look in the eyes of the law and that shit, yeah. you
2: get in trouble now. You know, <laughs> no outside the law, mm. yeah, that don't mean the law don't still exist. So, like, what you gonna do? <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta let them. That's that's pretty much my every day. Just seeing someone, I'm like, I should. If this was 30 years ago, we would uh, take you out back and fuck you up. But now, we can't. Yeah. There's cameras and, and all that shit, so whatever. Yeah, way too many cameras. That's a fact. But hardcore is... It, hardcore did used to be, like, really fucking nutty. Uh, for, for better or for worse, I don't fucking know. But I appreciate that. A lot of kids... Because uh, kids of a certain age don't really understand, like, no, dog. It, I ain't been afraid of the show in a long time.
0: <laughs> yeah, for you sure. Know? Oh yeah! You, know,
2: you walk into the show, you like, I want to see this band, but I may not walk out of here in my life.
0: <laughs> Yo, I can really say though, um, a, a couple weeks ago, uh, the Gridiron and Pain of Truth came through to Detroit for uh, their second. Um, album release shit, <clears throat> and I can oh, truly say, man, I was up front for someone paying the truth, I was like, these people are going off, like, I was like, this is fucking wild as shit, like, I wasn't, like, like super nervous, but I, like, I had to hide my head the whole time, like, you're standing up front, you're getting fucking hit, I was
2: like, man, I need to go in the back. <laughs> like when you were younger, you were worried about, like, getting beat up or disrespecting the wrong person, blah, 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 now that you're older, you're like, yo, if I roll my ankle, I gotta go to work,
0: <laughs> I,
2: I can't even afford it <laughs> I mean, yeah i can't afford to get uh at, at fya a band was playing i got in the i got in the pit started getting busy and a kid came up to me and was like did i see you he's like i've never seen you mosh and i was like yeah dog because i'm fat not of shape now if i get hurt to break something i'm fucked i You're shouldn't gonna be hurt fucked. for a long time <laughs> yo it take it's a, last time i sprained my ankle it took me two months To like be regular,
0: dude.
2: My fat ass was on
0: a trampoline with my daughter like two Uh years ago. Yo, my ankle's still. I was trying to do like a five forty. Like I should have been. I'm three hundred pounds almost. (laughs) I should not be on a trampoline. (laughs) I was like spinning around and shit. (laughs) Like. Fucking rolled my, fuck my ankle up for like four or five. I didn't go to the doctor. I'm an idiot. No. But for sure, I broke it. For sure, I fractured
1: oh, it.
2: I'll be honest. I don't have health insurance because uh, I want to be in a fucking hardcore band and be cool. So yeah. when I get hurt, it's that's it. Like I'm
1: getting,
2: I sprained my ankle. I'm just going to limp until I don't limp anymore. And then... <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll start driving. it'll know. stop eventually there's it'll some stop, uh it'll maybe there. i'll go get
0: a purchase on it to but other than that it's just gonna it hurt yeah there's some uh, residual pain you know but it'll <laughs> it'll subside what's up how old your daughter oh uh she just turned eight back in february february what what day february 7th ah i'm february the 19th Hell yeah. okay okay Oh. 219. 219. That's a, a comedian uh, Joey Diaz. it's his
2: birthday. I know you heard of him. That's Joe Diaz's birthday? Yeah, yeah. I love, you ever hear uh his uh, his routine called the kidnapping? Oh oh fuck yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I forgot the yeah. dude's name, but yeah, uh <laughs> something vella dude i used to be obsessed with joey diaz like until he stopped doing his podcast i kind of fell off his new podcast but when him and lee would just sit and get high as fuck on edibles and shit dude it was like my life <laughs> I, <laughs> I live for, for I joey G. Diaz, dude
2: <laughs> i fuck with joey diaz uh, so i as you as you know uh people tell me i'm funny i try to be funny you are stud- funny as
0: fuck dude you're hilarious. <laughs>
2: I've studied comedy and not on no nerdy cliche shit, but like if there's one thing I care about, it's a laugh. It's a mm-hmm. time and scene. I really respect and love all that shit. I uh I wouldn't necessarily wanna be a comedian, but I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. It
0: uh seems harder than it looks, you
2: know, hearing all the
0: all the comedians over the past. 5 or 7 years of I've listened to like comedy podcasts uh yeah they put in work it's not easy i guess but like some become come natural but fuck and there's something special about comedians that can uh you, know, you command a whole room of a 1500 to 3000 people and have them all laugh like you it's like you get sucked into their mind and you know you're laughing at some crazy shit you never thought you'd laugh at That's some dumb shit yeah That's
2: like-
0: my- what? Well Oh yeah like, laughing about so like kidnapping with a machine
2: gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I'm I'm actively sitting in the car like I kinda wanna kidnap somebody. That would be sick. <laughs> <laughs> Over some
0: blow. <laughs> fuck it.
2: Over some blow. Well, we're not gonna go into it. We don't have time. But yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So obviously you do have a unique um uh stage presence and end it like your voice and everything, like you know, you guys started, what, 2017? You put out something.
2: The demo, uh, the ended demo came out in
0: 2017. Yeah. And and being in bands before, like, how hard was it for you to get on stage and, you know, like, to be able to attempt to command a crowd and, and control the room and shit and have people go off? Like, do you have to work at that? Or did you just say, I hope this works, you know?
2: So uh in all honesty all i do is get on stage and i i'm just i'm literally just being me as cliche as it is me on stage is who i actually am but in all i'm actually being a little bit more i'm holding back because i don't i'm 230 pounds and like i'm athletic enough it's not fair at this point in my big life you know what i mean (laughs) you know like like you 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 thirty five. I'm thirty two. You remember how you were built at sixteen? Oh yeah. You look in the mirror now. You're a fully grown fucking man, and everyone else in the room is a child. True that. Yeah. It's not fair for me to just like wildly assault people's kids. <laughs> you know, like yeah. regardless of my expression or whatever I'm going through and hardcore the situation. There's still rules in place. So, but uh, in regards to like me controlling the crowd and the stage and whatnot i've been I was forced to go to church for sixteen years straight, and you know I had to be in the choir and I had to read things on Easter Sunday and shit like that, and I'm the youngest of my family, so I've always been on display
1: okay you know what I mean
2: like yeah, I've always been funny I've always and it sounds conceited, but I'm talking to you, you get what I'm saying, like I've always just been this way, no, I don't any- really. I don't work at it, you know. You know what I'll do? I pick out an outfit that I'm gonna wear, and then I drink a little bit, and then I get on stage. Okay. Hey That's man, it.
0: whatever works. Whatever works. Like, like you said, like you're the youngest. I'm the youngest too, so I've always been on display. In my own, I'm, I'm the funny guy out of you know people I'm always around and shit like that. But the thing is, I can hide in my basement, you know, and not know yes. who's watching me. You know, I'm here doing. Doing the podcast, some people might watch the video or others just fucking listen, but I'm not in a room with 150 to fucking 500 people.
2: I don't know if I could handle that shit. You know, I'll hide in the corner. <laughs> See, now me personally, I'm gonna go ahead and just hold the phone. Yeah, you're no, good. I, I don't know if you notice I'm black. So, <laughs> oh, no shit. Watch all my cats coming through. Get out of here. <laughs> so, like, I've always, I, I was never afforded that luxury, so to speak, in terms of punk and hardcore. Like, I'm loud. I'm loud. I'm young. I'm attractive, and I'm black in a room full of white kids. So, like, yeah, I'm gonna stand out, right? So, and being the baby of the family of a pretty big family, so I've been on display there. I've been on display at the show. I, this, this is just the norm for me, you know.
1: Hell yeah! And man. I went
2: to school for vocal performance, and like, I I got a good singing voice, and the children's choir, and being in the church, and baseball, and I've always been like in all honesty, if it wasn't for hardcore, I'd have just been another job. Okay. okay. Like I, that's, yeah. the way, that's the way I was set up. You know, my parents moved out of the bad place, 30 years in a steel mill, master's degrees, elevated suburbia. That's okay. that's okay. Yeah. That's what I was used to be about, but I'm i am to to tackle.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, that shit's whack. I don't want to do that.
0: No, fuck that shit. So uh, that shit. Yeah, that's I was gonna ask, like, you know, like if you were, you know, we mentioned suburbia. I was gonna say, was it a suburbia or was it like the hood? Because you know, hardcore isn't doesn't have a strong presence in the hood unless you meet some
2: some white kid out there or something. You know. So, so I actually, uh, I'm gonna give her a shout out. She'll probably never listen to this podcast, and if she does, she hates me. But I gotta give her respect. A person I used to date at one point, because, uh, you know, I do go through a lot of code-switching personality cases on, so like, who am I? Because I didn't have your stereotypical black upbringing. Like, my old man did 30 years in a steel mill. And my mom got her master's degree and shit. But my dad was born in 1949. Okay. So, yeah. So my relation to America and society is a little bit different. Because, like, when he was coming out. You actually had to run from the Ku Klux Klan. Holy
0: shit! Especially like, down kids, south, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: yeah, Maryland, Baltimore. Yeah. So, like, when kids talk about racism and and all these things, I'm coming. My the, the my main uh, role model growing up was like, I'm gonna be honest, this ain't you. Kids don't actually know racism, like you don't actually know oppression. No, you <laughs> don't. Dude, don't uh, no, dude, dude, it's like, it's like, say, I was in
0: the whitest neighborhood growing up. I don't know, shit.
2: <laughs> I'm going to put you in my shoes, so to speak. So you're a white dude. Say you don't have any racial, like you don't actually care what black people do or don't do. But the world around you is telling you, well, that's how you should feel. So now you have to be racist. Because if you aren't racist, they'll fucking kill you too.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 Growing up in areas, especially on your generation, like who your parents are and shit. Yeah. Oh, it's weird. Oh, no. Oh, my grandpa was the the worst. My grandpa was the worst person, you know, (laughs) (laughs) because because we're right on the border of a detroit and like one city south like we're like a mile from like detroit whatever but i remember so my grandpa telling me back in like uh i don't know in the 60s i think was when uh, the big uh, detroit riots took place and i remember him telling me uh you know him just like him and his neighbors just like sitting on their porch like standing like on the corner like with like shotguns like waiting for the shit to like spill over you know like they were I'm kind of hoping maybe,
2: but I was like, that doesn't sound great, you know. It was so, we're both dudes. We sort of kind of want. It's like I hope we don't have to fight, but if we have to fight, that'll be sick. <laughs> exactly. I, I love funny. it just to kill somebody. <laughs> that's, that's fucked up. But you know. why did why do people why do why do eighteen year old men join the Marine Corps? Because oh, you kind of hope you get the opportunity to fucking kill somebody. Oh
0: man, that's
2: so. But <laughs> it's human nature. It's human. Nature. <laughs> You got to think before money and shit. We just had tribes, and it's like, hey, we over here, they're over there. If they come over here, we're gonna fucking kill them. Yeah, it's gonna be a war for sure. <laughs> going be a war. That's just they—they made—they sell us war, but war was gonna happen whether there was a war economy or not.
0: That's a fact. Uh, like they need war. <laughs> you know, it's like a, it's part of the economy. Sorry, economy is when they factor yeah. in the budget based on. You know whatever
2: resources they could take, which is weird. But and it's part of being part of life. But um, I forget how we. I went off on a tangent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hardcore. I I I thought about it the other day, like we uh we had a we played that show in Philly with Gulch, mm-hmm. and that was sick. Shout out Philadelphia. Shout out Gulch, uh, Bob, Joe, Michael, like you know, all the Philly homies. Again, but um, at, like I'm there. And maybe you can relate. You remember when you were a teenager and you had all these ideologies and all these things you wanted to be, right? And then as you get older, maybe if you're paying attention, you look back and you're like, man, and w- would I be, would I impress teenage me right now? Probably. I don't know if they'd agree on the same things. <laughs> nah, teenage me would still think I'm sick as fuck. <laughs> But now, because of my other life choices, like I got a, like I said, I got a child. I have a, a relationship I'm trying to build. I realize how much my family, and my parents, mean, and all that shit. And as I'm playing the show, I'm like, I really shouldn't be. I mean, I'm gonna play the show, but if I'm being responsible, I should be home. Yeah, even yeah, that's your own.
0: That's your own thought. Like, see, I look at it now. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll find a baby. See, my son's 15. My daughter's eight. So like I whoa, can find a whoa, business. Whoa
2: whoa, 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 whoa! You got a 15 year old? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Hey, that's sick. How- what's his name? Harold, OG
1: oh, Yeah, yeah.
0: That's a fool. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, listen uh, i mean, I don't know if it's out there or not, but see, he's not my biological son. I met his mom when he was like five months old. Like she, she worked at a place that I worked at. We just sort of hit it off, and things
1: I got, worked out from I there. Got-
2: so, yeah. I'll say I got one or two of them as yeah. well children who they ain't my children yeah and I don't keep up with them like I said but. <laughs>
0: but but like I call him my son you know like, I've been in his life 14 and a half years dude like he doesn't remember, he doesn't remember remember me not being around like he was an infant
1: yeah
0: yeah you know? yeah. yeah I'm his dad like his uh his biological father came in the Came back in the picture like a few years ago. It's all good. It's we work out things, you know, it's all for the best. More people to love him. That's the way I look at it. You know,
2: life is a uh, fucking weird. Hell yeah. Yeah. You, you can't it, regard the best late plans of the and man. You don't know what the fuck tomorrow brings.
0: No, that, man. So we just try to peaceful, keep it peaceful. Everybody gets along and everything's, you know, happy as can be for oh, the kids, for the kids, you know.
2: For the kids. Soft-ass uh, fucking kids. <laughs> yeah, these kids are so fucking soft. And here's the thing. We're soft. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. In relation to the, the, the role models we had growing up, I'll never I'll never be as hard as a man who decided he wasn't going to Vietnam and then worked in the steel mill for 30 years. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Dude. I, mean, I, I just won't Because he did the right thing, removed me from that situation. So that I didn't have to go through all that. Yeah. True. I mean the generation after us, there's some soft motherfuckers out here. Like, really, like, damn, I can't even you 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 upset at a slur that ain't got nothing to do with you. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. They'll call you racist (laughs) these days. (laughs) Man, actually, my buddy the other day, I don't know if you saw the uh the hate five six footage, one of the other times we played Philly. I opened the set with a screwdriver song.
0: <laughs> I guess I didn't recognize it. I've seen most of them, but maybe I didn't recognize
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> I opened the set with Back with a Bang because I can. And I only, when he saw me the other day, he was like, What's up? My favorite black Nazi. I was like, Don't tell people that. Don't because <laughs> they will get
1: out. People. They'll cancel it you
2: will out out. racist. The thing, well, they can't. That's the thing though. I'm black. You can't cancel me because that's right. racist. <laughs> It's a catch 22. It's a double edged sword.
0: It is. They're like, I'm the racist now. <laughs> you know, people are crazy people these days, man.
2: The, the shit that people get offended by and whatnot is ridiculous. I agree.
0: Like, I remember when you were in Detroit, man, you said some weird shit. Oh, you had on that, a uh, that, a
2: uh, don't tread on left.
0: me hat. And you're like, I'm not a racist. I'm a patriot. And everybody was like, Ugh. <laughs> and I
2: was like oh, y'all don't, y'all don't know me. I'm joking. This is a joke. That's why I got this fucking stupid ass don't tread on me hat on. (laughs) I don't, my politics are not aligned with the the don't tread on me movement. (sighs) However, it's a part of American history and it's a sick hat. Yeah, Yeah, for like
0: 1776. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, or or whatever year that shit came around. It was around then.
2: That's the, shit, that's the shit that would potentially get me canceled. Like, you know, the band's called End It, and I'm pro-suicide. And there's been times where, like, I'll go on, like, a pro-suicide rant. Now, uh, I'm not going to say I want people to kill themselves. That's not the goal. But if you don't see any other way to stop your suffering, don't stick around on my accord. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I can agree. Totally Happy, just get out of here. We'll see you later. But
0: I'm still gonna miss you. What about kids, though? That's when I'm like, no, I'm like, What if your if your kids love you and you support your family, but you you hate everything inside
2: and you want Yo, to kill you know yourself, but you got hard children hard. to support? You know how hard that is to like, like to actually go through it and kill yourself. I don't know. That's a lot. That's heavy. Good That's luck scary, with that, dude. Yeah, yeah my opinion on it or anything I could tell you or say to you is not gonna stop you from doing that.
0: Yeah, for those people who really, really feel that's the only way to stop suffering, yeah, you know, take some balls. It's fucking
2: take some real balls to kill up. yourself. That's like, scary. If you decide to kill yourself, more power to you. And again, I'll give you a shout out. Uh, put us in your suicide note, and we'll send your family some merch. <laughs> Let's <laughs> your family some merch. What Yo, free merch. bury them, with this shit. Don't wear it. I oh. don't really give a shit. Oh shit. I, I mean, ultimately, I don't. I don't want people to kill themselves. My my good buddy. I'm not gonna call him my best friend, but a good buddy of mine killed himself a while ago, and uh, I shit. It took me over a decade to actually deal with it.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: yeah.
0: dude, I've had. I don't know if I've had any friends that actually commit suicide, but I've had well over probably five or six friends fucking overdose and fucking die. Yeah, motherfuckers out here, you know, like as they're like pill poppers and shit, and they just moved on after that, you know, to heroin and shit and uh-huh. oops, <laughs> you know
2: that happened. It it really be like that. All you all it take is a little. A little bit too much to drink, a little sniff. Next thing you know, you get getting revived in your bedroom and your old lady's mad at you. That's not that's something I heard. That may be an actual story from my life. That may be something I'm just
0: reiterating. Oh, shit. Oh, oh you been there, huh? Hey. Uh,
2: you know. Life's a bitch. Yeah, dude.
0: I agree. Life is a fucking bitch, but... Life's a
2: bitch. But yeah. I wasn't meant to die because I'm still here, so... We'll take it day by day.
0: Damn, no, no, no! I've never gone, dude. I used to do so much fucking blow back in the day. though, like ungodly amounts, like seventeen. I was young, like seventeen to like like twenty-one. Like I stopped by my twenty-first yep. birthday it was the last time I did it because, you know, it was a fucked up twenty-first birthday. <laughs> you know, it was bad. You know, when you are doing coke. And then you're popping zannies to come down. You're drinking. People are passing out. Ugh, ugly, <laughs> ugly. Eight in the morning, I'm out the window and shit. Like, act like an idiot. You're just staring out the blind, just smoking cigarettes, but you're not out. I get it. Yeah, someone's coming by. I know the cops are going to roll by any
2: second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, guys, you have uh, uh, one eight ball of cocaine between nine people. The police aren't coming into this room. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all poor. You're all poor. We're just boring <laughs> on drugs. It's fine.
0: Turn the radio down. <laughs> Turn the radio down. <laughs> I don't care. Yo, you're blind, Joe. Yeah. Oh my was... God. Shut the light off and shit like a retired fuck that.
2: <laughs> but you still smoking cigarettes? So, like, they can see you
0: anyway. <laughs> anyway, back to hardcore. Let me see what I got back for up. you
2: i was fine though you realize like this whole that they used to always say like hardcore is a lifestyle and it is a fucking lifestyle oh yeah it's not not just music and that and that is a that is the one disconnect i will give and of course this has always been occurring like this is nothing new but there is a disconnect between hardcore's music and people who just enjoy hardcore and the music and then like the ethos and the lifestyle mm-hmm. attacks. And that's where we get the kids who are like, yo, crowd killing this and you shouldn't do that, and you shouldn't do this. And we're over here like, I mean, yeah, but that's part of the that's part of the thing. Yeah. You you don't without drug abuse and alcoholism and, and violence and death and suicide and whatnot, you're not gonna get hardcore. You're not, you know how. The only reason you have straight edge is because enough kids got tired of their friends fucking dying from drug overdoses to be like, I'm not doing that. Yeah,
0: yeah. It is weird how it came from that. <laughs> you know, and yeah. and and like hardcore is hardcore. Like when you know the definition. Hardcore has to mean something. You can't be
2: a little bitch <laughs> crying about everything. Oh, of course, hit me up. We are little bitches crying about everything, but our crying is not like it's not like oh I stubbed my toe. I'm saying our crying is like I'm gonna I'm gonna assault everyone in this room. <laughs> That's well, how we cry, yeah out loud,
0: for sure. But i mean, you know what I'm saying, you know. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm thinking of yeah, yeah, yeah. crybabies you know. out there.
2: The worst,
0: <laughs> the worst. So what do the I Oh hey, like, you do a podcast, right? <laughs> you have I podcast. Do. Yeah, um, it, it took me a minute to even understand what the name. I was like, "Blunks, Blunks." It took oh, me a second. Blunks. Bla- black Blunks. Am I assuming that? Yes. <laughs> like, I'm so stupid. It took me a second. I was like, "That makes sense." There's <laughs> like two black punks.
2: <laughs> because uh, that's how you're supposed to spell it, and then black Blunks. Right, so my, my, my band, two of my bandmates when the band when the podcast first came out, they were like, "Yo, we're gonna make a parody called Up the Wonks," and I was like, "I don't. You could just call it Up the Punks. You don't have to throw the white part in there, but that's fine."
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh I mean, can can you describe your podcast? Like, what do you guys talk about on there for the?
2: So the me and Kevin. Uh, so Kevin. Uh, is a comedian. Kevin actually does do stand-up, and he goes on tour. He does that thing. And we both like punk, and he likes End It. I like his bands. Shout out to your parents. Uh, And it's just me and him. We'll find something. You know, current events, things going on in the scene, just general gripes about being black and male and the foolishness that goes on in the world. But like, yeah, that's pretty much the whole podcast is me. It's pretty much just me and him riffing back and forth. Like we're improv We're just improv
0: Okay. Okay. Hey, good times, man. You know, yeah. I'm going to put it out there. Like, that's one like mine. like, I don't give a fuck if anybody listens. And mm-hmm. this is for me. Like, I'm being selfish about it. I'm talking to people that I like, <laughs> you know, like, nah, you yeah, listen cool, actually- but I'm doing something I like
2: over here so you can watch or don't, <laughs> you know? So that's literally what I'm doing with End It. Like, I don't, I, I appreciate, I'm not, before I say what I say, I appreciate the people like the band, they purchase the merch, that's great. This is, this is how I live my life. Like, this is, this is just what, this is just how I am. This is just what we do. I really, at this point, don't know what else I would do. If I didn't have to be, if I wasn't in a band, I would just be an alcoholic. Shit. Hey, yeah. I mean, you got to be honest with yourself. Life's about growth. If I, in all honesty, if I have hardcore dog, I'd be dead. I'd probably be in prison or something crazy like that. One of my major things of not getting in so much trouble is so I can stay out to be on tour, regardless of the shit we get into on the road and like my life and whatnot. Like, hardcore is a very important thing. I'm, I'm doing it for the core. That's it. That's it. I like
0: it's that, for the man. Shit. You know, there's like no other way to live. Like, if you, you know, I know there's people who do like, do, do the normal. Shit. So I always say this. I'm like, I couldn't imagine, like, being, like, a normal dude, like, going, like, golfing or going to, like, a sports bar with, like, the bros and shit like that. Or, you know, like, like Kevin in accounting, like, he's having a bachelor party. Like, that don't sound, like, but, fun to me. Like, drink some Bud Light. Like, fuck you.
2: <laughs> so every, at least once every three months, I try to have a regular job, right? I'll... I'll apply and I'll get a real job and I'll show up and within like the first month I'm like, why the fuck am I even here? Like, this is not, this is not real. Everything you like, that may, this may be the real world for you people, but this ain't the real world that I know. Like this ain't, this ain't real. I don't, I don't know how you, I don't understand how you could go to work for 30 years. you know you went to the same place for 30 years. And pretended to give a fuck about shit. Fuck that! I'm not doing that. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm a truck driver. Like, so I'm alone most of the time. Like, I go to the same place every day, like four or five times. I see the same people, but like, while I'm in my truck, I'm alone. I don't gotta have a small talk in the break room and shit like that. Like, yeah, Yeah. I want to deal
2: with you. (laughs) Someone's gonna invite me to like birthday party, like, and I've done it. And it's not to say I haven't. I've made some good friends because of like the normie. Way of doing things, but I'm really. You play Grand Theft Auto Five? Hell yeah! Yeah, I'm really like I'm real live Trevor dog. Like, <laughs> like you know how Trevor wake up in a chicken coop with his pants unbuckled?
1: Yeah,
2: he was <laughs> like, "What the fuck?" Like I, was, I don't know, man. I was out. <laughs> my brain decided that it didn't want to do what I thought I was going to do, and now I'm. I don't know where I'm at actually. <sighs> Shit. All right.
0: Hey. Hey, look, dude, hold on, let me pause this for one second. Stay right here, but it says it's about to like, shut down for whatever reason, so give me one second. Okay. Right, cool. So, sorry about cool. that, man. Back where we are, that was fucking crazy.
2: Yeah, nah, that's fine.
0: Yeah, I've never, whatever. I've never seen that. I've done dozens of these, and it's like, oh, you only have a 40-minute time limit, or we're going to shut it off or upgrade, like, now nah, you're going to start this shit out of nowhere in the middle of this fucking thing. You don't even <laughs> warn me before I started. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so I don't know where we were. We're talking about the podcast and shit like that and uh So you live in Detroit. Just like I am. I'm right on the border. But I spent, you know, a lot of my teenage years whether going to shows or hanging out you know, with the with the Hispanic population, a lot of my friends are Mexican. You know, because I went to an alternative school in high school, like it's like the bad kids and the people who fuck up. You know, they go there. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: so I was always friends with the bad kids, but my old man ain't play that shit.
0: Oh, no, my dad did not either. He was like, I'll never bring him. I'd have to lie about everything and say, hey, I'm going here. I'm going to Trevor's house, but I'm going to fucking Jose's in Southwest Detroit, you know, getting some shit.
2: <laughs> have, uh, I've had teachers actually pull up on me and be like, you know what, dog? I can't catch you. I know you're involved, but I just can't. I can't get you out of this school. And I'm like, you have a vendetta against a 12-year-old? That's crazy. <clears throat> That's crazy. You, like, what? You want to get me expelled? That's crazy. You're right, man. It's nutty shit. I mean, we're in fucking middle school.
0: Like, I'm a child. Yeah. Yeah, for I, sure. I know what you're saying. I couldn't be a teacher or a principal because, especially having kids of your own, and then, like, my principal in, like, elementary school was, like, this like, old, bald guy from, like, the 60s and 70s, but for some reason he was... He was still a principal and he was just fucking mad at the world just salty he'd slam doors and the fucking glass would break he'd scream in your fucking face to face like you're treated like fifth graders like this dude like why are you a psycho you're yelling at a 10 year old <laughs> yeah and i I shit you not dude his name was Mr Savage John Savage was his name Ouch. and he was just a bald fucking pissed off guy who hated everybody <laughs>
2: it's like we i'm glad those like, i I got to give respect where respect is due. I like that the new generation, especially men, uh, are able to be bisexual and be gay and be non binary and not have to worry about all the shit we potentially would have had to go through had oh, yeah. we decided, well, I'm gay. You know what I mean? On the other side of that, though, I don't get, you know, that whole like boys will be boys. You know how like rough housing and shit like that? Yeah. A lot of that whole, like, boy boyish energy is gone. And it's like, well, this ain't no fun. <laughs> I like, you, you know, like, you know, in the 90s, if you, you're a good buddy, you'd be like, what's up, F-word? That's just how we greeted each other. Yeah. We were, oh, yeah. this is how
0: we talked. Yeah. I you get into, like, a Call of Duty chat room, that shit's still flying, but... <laughs> Well, so, I, those aren't my friends. I don't know. These no, no, people. that's not real love. That's a bunch of yeah, hiding people. Yeah on the internet.
1: internet.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right though. Yeah, I remember being like playing like uh you smear the queer. Like
2: Yo, <laughs> I was talking, I was talking to my old lady, and who knows how much longer she'll be my old lady. She mad at me right now. I love you, mama. <laughs> well, I was talking about smear the queer the other day, and I was like, yo, we can never play that now. You could never I mean we call it was either called throw up or smear the queer. But okay. smear the queer is the name of the game. Yeah, but you can't say that now, so to speak, unless you fit into what is a queer.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 Unless someone's mad, like your friend, you might you feel a certain way. Now they're not your friend because you got a, a derogatory
2: <laughs> it, term or whatever for yeah. uh, for, but for us at four years old. You like when I was playing smear to queer. I also was holding kids down and spitting on them. So you know, <laughs> it's a different, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, just, it's really a different world. But in in regards to the youth, it's for the better. Ultimately, I can't sit here and pretend like I I I don't like that I'm not afraid of shows anymore. Sometimes, but I do like that like I don't got to worry about someone getting stabbed or someone getting their fucking head stomped. You Know what I mean? Like, because all all those older tough guy shows, these kids don't. I'm at least 45% of kids who listen to Turnstile don't listen to Madball, so you don't have to worry about Madball activities at the Turnstile show.
0: Yeah, true, true. Like, even at the Agnostic Front show last night, like, uh, they came through it with Sick of It All and uh, of Crown of Thorns, and it was a tight show. But it's like, this is just a totally different crowd. There's a couple people from, like, so, say, who would go to, like, end it or, like, a never-ending game show. There's maybe, like, 20 or less of those. And then a sold-out 350-person room when everybody's, like, over, like, like 35 to, like, eh, 65, you know? At this point, yes. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was so weird because, like, I counted, like... At least four canes, like people on canes, like old skinheads with their suspenders on and their Doc Martens and crippled motherfuckers, you know, even, they're drinking Black Label and shit, you know, like, what the fuck is this place? It was like, it was like an 80s punk rock, you know, because you you can't forget, you know, we got uh, cold as Life and a Negative Approach and shit like that all started sure. in this area. So those people, you know, if, if I'm going to show since the late 70s, which is just crazy like
2: <laughs> so, so, many <laughs> so many good bands that will actually and i like to think about how many bands who didn't get their shot and their music wasn't recorded so like they'll they're just gone
0: yeah or or they had some fucking cassette tape or some shit that just never got released to anybody but their friends uh. but they were popping
2: yeah Especially you know what i mean like they they were that band, but we'll never
0: know. Yeah, it is it is what it is. But now, I mean, it's almost like a good thing and a bad thing. Like how accessible fucking literally everything is to everybody. Because it's like a news cycle. It's like you put out a new album. Well, there's f- seven that day or there's five more next week to where shit just sort of gets like pushed out of the way, it seems. Because yeah. it's so easy to uh, record and just, like, put it out there for the world. It's like hard to keep up sometimes. <laughs> well, and, uh so you guys don't have anything new coming out, do you?
2: Are you working on anything? It's been a minute. All right. So remember, we had that whole pandemic thing.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot.
2: <laughs> and right right before the pandemic, we uh, we had a lot of shit lined up. We were really about to. And we only had two EPs, but we were about to hit the road. During the course of the pandemic, we had recorded another EP. Uh, I guess I could tell you. What's the day? May 8th. So we got, we we shot a couple music videos. Oh, shit. So we'll have music videos coming out and uh, the EP will be coming out on Flat Spot Records. And it's going to be our latest EP plus the other two EPs remastered and everything in one one vinyl.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah. That's cool. Any uh, date Talked about yet? Is it going to be a while? Or I don't. Know, you can say when you say. I'm just asking. Now <laughs> it'll, it'll be sooner than you know. You let us know when the time comes. That's fucking great. Because yeah. be obviously it's been a while, and if you're, if you're remastering anything, which which is cool, you know, might have different sound or is a pretty similar.
2: Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much the same thing. It's just the same thing but louder. Okay, you know? hell yeah. Because the first iteration of this band. Uh, our drummer at the time, Farver, what up homie? He's more of like a punk. The dude's got those fucking black flag scissors tattooed on his whole torso. Okay. Like, I forget what album cover that is, but like the scissors. that. So he's like a punker, more punk type. And as the years have gone on, we've uh, morphed into more modern, hardcore, but old school thrash crossover shit. So it's a it, it all sounds it's a, it's quintessential ending you know, like the new EP is only twelve minutes.
0: Shit, quick and to the point. Yeah, so I, don't,
2: five, I, don't like, I don't five like
0: no songs, it. five or six songs. Shit, yeah, sure, nine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's five or six or something like that. I can't remember. Sure, it's, it's, yeah, just <laughs> yeah, it's it's music. We we got, we got a couple features and some cool shit going on. It's pretty great. That's great, man. Um
0: any sick uh of samples of any songs? Like like I never understood the um Charlie Rich joint. It was a, what's the, yeah. what's the influence to throw that on there? How did that end up on so,
2: the I'm a real big fan of country and western. Like, you gotta, you really got, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it again. My old man was born in 1949. Like, so before you had, oh, that's the hip hop station. That's the classic rock station. That's the alternative modern station. It was just the fucking radio. So, what came on the radio is what you listen to. Right. So, growing up, I didn't necessarily have a notion of what is black music, what is white music. It's just what the old man's playing. My old man. Uh, turned down a ticket to Woodstock. You know, I mean, I got a great uncle who founded a motorcycle club back in the day and whatnot. Like, we're, we're weirdos, so to speak. Okay. But it's, it's not that we're weird. It's just the time and era in which they grew up, there were no really hard, defined lines on what is acceptable for people to do. It's just what was happening.
0: Yeah, this is what you get. That's all there is. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. You, you don't listen to the Rolling Stones or you're not.
0: <laughs> Man. So
2: the only Rich sample came from uh, I, like I said, I love country and western, and the opening line, "Once was a thought inside my head, before I reach thirty, I'd be dead. I didn't plan to make it to eighteen. Like I figured by eighteen, I'd either wanna, was gonna drink myself to death, kill myself, or something something dumb was gonna happen. Right? Because of the lifestyle I was leading. Yeah, and she can attest to. Yeah. So right. I said like, how
0: many people can actually relate? A lot.
2: A lot. Yeah. A lot of people can understand, like, yeah, I didn't I I I don't know. I I looked up and I was like, yo, I'm 32 with a baby. What the fuck? I ain't supposed to be here. I didn't plan to be here.
0: Yeah, hey. Yeah. Well then you go back to we said earlier, like would your would your teenage self you look at thirty two year old self and say, Would he be happy, proud, or surprised?
2: Definitely surprised. He'd definitely be <laughs> He'd be surprised at shit. Like, wow, you're still—that's crazy. You still here? Yeah. 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 That's sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. that's a good way to put it. Though. Surprise for sure. I can say so for myself. <laughs> like, two kids,
2: a house. Like, you get a mortgage. What's wrong? <laughs> what the fuck? Well, what the fuck? You have a mortgage. Yeah. They did. Oh, your credit score was high enough that someone gave you a house. Get the fuck out of here. That's
0: what's up. It's like, it's like, felt like almost. Like some of your debts paid off. Oh, good for you.
2: That's crazy. Good for you.
0: Yeah, well, hey, so, hey, hey man, you live it.
2: But yeah, um, we got a couple samples on the new EP. Nothing too crazy. I love samples
0: though, whether it's a movie quote or or another song from another time, or even like cover songs. I love
2: cover songs too, and I get excited when bands do covers. I wish more bands would do covers because we've. Uh, uh, I notice a lot in music, people want to adhere to, the rules set down by. You know, it's, it's it's the same thing of living up to your teenage self. Excuse me. So bands be like, oh, we don't play covers. It, it's wild that, like, you're musicians and you say you don't play covers, but there's a whole section of music called American Standards, which is just other people playing other people's songs. Yeah. Like Danny. Anyone can play. Danny Boy is public domain. Anyone can play Danny Boy. Hell play. yeah. Well, should so, be.
0: There's so many songs that should be, you
2: know? There's so many songs that should be covered all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> like, you know, Agnostic Front, every time I've ever seen them, including last night, they do uh, the Ramones, uh, Blitzkrieg Bop. Blitzkrieg
2: Bop. Yeah. My first, my first band, uh, Malicious Code, we played, we opened for AF at a place called the Holiday House in Baltimore. And they play three bop when they yeah, get that uh, when shit they pop play. and everyone's like
0: I know this song, <laughs> you
2: know. Hit start pogo and shit. <laughs>
0: Yo, dude, it was so cool. Like I made a little post earlier. Like when you see Agnostic Front, like you can see that they had the most experience out of almost any hardcore band, uh you performing live and in that room, it's like it's like it feels like an arena with with the Rolling Stones, like, they're like the Rolling Stones of hardcore, and, and the yeah. way they fucking man the stage, and, like, and Vinny Stigma, like, he was in, in the middle of the pit, people circle pitting around him, just fucking <laughs> riffing guitar, I'm like, what the fuck, like, how is he still doing this? And I was like, how old is Vinny Stigma? to my phone, I was like, how old is Vinnie Stigma? For 66 years old, man, like, it's fucking nutty,
2: it's like, <sighs> it's a long time to be alive.
0: Yeah, it's a long time. He played hardcore.
2: <laughs> I played Baltimore. Uh, they missed our set. And the only reason I remember it is because Roger actually came up to me and was like, yo, I'm sorry I missed your set. And I was like, nah, you can Like, I don't – I totally understand. you traveling from wherever you are in agnostic front. If you don't want to watch it, I totally – you've seen enough bands. I totally <laughs> understand if you don't want to see my band. But he genuinely was like, nah, man, I'm sorry I missed y'all. Oh. And I was like, "Thanks, bro." Yeah, it's like one of those things. Like, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yo, that's cool though, because all of those dudes are still down, down as fuck.
0: Like, it's because I was surprised. There's a line outside the show yesterday with probably maybe like seventy five people. I was like, I was like, "There's a line." Like, everybody always waits till so they unlock the door to start walking up. But like, people were so excited to get in. You know, get a little spot. You know, and, 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 and while we're in line waiting for for the doors to open, uh, are you still there.
2: Yeah, I'm still here. I was just checking the clock.
0: Sorry. Okay, no, you're good. Um, It's weird because here comes rolling up AF in their fucking rented van. And f- f- Roger's driving. F- Vinny's in the back. They open the door. Hey, they hop out. Everyone's excited. I was like, holy shit, man. Fuck Roger, of all people, the f- lead man of fucking Agnostic Front is just hey. still in the driver's seat. Like, after all these years, it's like, fuck. And
2: they're so well, OG. Box- you watch the documentary? Yeah, yep. You remember Got when Roger was, Hardcore? Yeah. When Roger was like, I sort of kind of can't. He was like, What the fuck would Vinny do if I stopped doing this?
0: <laughs> True. Yeah, I mean, he'd be sitting on his rooftop with his pigeons, but he'd grow yeah. old so fast. Like, yeah,
2: yeah like, he finds
0: something to do, but it keeps him young. Yeah, exactly. Like if he retired from hardcore, that's when people die when they fucking stop doing what they love or they stop working. That's when they rot, you know, and and he's the guy that can't sit at home and rot. Like he's gotta move or you know, he's so frail as it is. Like, when he got out of the van, I was like, man, he looks old. <laughs> but he still, he, he still got the energy of a 25-year-old, you know,
2: running around New York, man. But at 67 years old, he just got his fucking head tattooed. So that's
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think you know? the mad ball across his head. I know. The most hardcore,
2: man. The
1: most, the most hardcore. hard-core.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right on.
0: He's so crazy. Well, Dude, I wish I could get him on my podcast. But you know, so he doesn't run into it.
2: If you just uh keep doing it, I'm sure you can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, I've talked to some cool ass people so far, you know, like that I thought was like out of my reach. I was even like afraid to ask, but you know, yeah. I was like, this is weird, like to me to ask this guy to talk to me for you know an hour or two. Like talking to Joe Hardcore. I know he's he's so immersed in this scene, he's down for it. But to ask, even, like, I did, I talked to Jeff from a Coldest Life, where he came to my house and shit. Like, what I've cool. seen in that show is, like, way back before he went to prison and shit, but I was always, like, kind of afraid of those guys. I was younger. Like, those are the guys
2: who were fucking shit <laughs> you know, up, you know? So we got our Coldest Life. Your, our Coldest Life is stout. Hell, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's like, uh, I know those dudes now. But like coming up, it's like, oh like, I didn't want to make <laughs> eye contact with them guys. Yeah, I'm actually scared. I ain't even gonna lie, I'm scared of y'all. I'm a fucking teenager from the suburbs. I'm just I thought I was just here to see live music and like drink and hang out, and then you yeah. hang out long enough and you find out what's actually happening, and you're uh. like, oh shit. What the fuck? You've been where? Yeah. You did house years? Oh, yeah. What? The, oh, oh, <laughs> You
0: escaped prison and then went back and escaped again. (laughs) And then only for you to
2: get older. And you're like, I mean, shit. The judge only gave me three years. I can do three years. Like, dumb (laughs) shit. Stupid asshole shit we need to grow out of. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, well, there's a lot of people still, like, involved in the scene that are, their 40s and 50s, like, still on probation. Like, not parole. Like, they didn't just go to prison, but they're on probation for, like, stupid shit. Like, how are
2: you still doing this? (laughs) Because it's just that lifestyle. You want to be hardcore,
1: be hardcore. Yeah, a
2: bunch of fucking knuckleheads, in all honesty. We're not, we're not bad people, but it's just something within all of us. It's just like, I'm I'm going to do actually whatever the fuck I want to do. Exactly. An attraction and how to I wanna, uh, how I want to live. Yeah, hey. But I got it, the consequences of my choices. So, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, like, I've just been pretty lucky, I guess, you know. Like there's so many felonies I could do fucking life. <laughs> you know, with everything, yeah. if I got caught for everything I've ever done, I'd, I'd, it'd put me underneath the fucking jail, dude.
2: <laughs> yeah, I once had a, I had a teacher. He uh, he was like he was trying to I could his his head his head was in the right space. He was pretty much trying to get convince me to give up that whole notion of being a hardcore, skinhead, and this that and third Baltimore or whatever. He was like hardcore is just where gang members go who don't have a gang and i was like shit that is but he was saying it in a contradictory manner but if that ain't the truth it'll be that's what that's where you get casuals and hooligans and shit from just like monday through friday he's a regular dude you call it dude nine o'clock on a wednesday evening on the right wednesday he'll definitely come commit a felony with you (laughs) (laughs) he won't even think twice Yeah, well, yeah, Uh, well, well, you can attest
0: to people in the scene these days. Like, it's like they go to work nine to five, but you can still call them and they'll be there with, you know, baseball bat or whatever you need.
2: Especially if it's if if you're not lying and it's justified. Like, yeah, I can get people. Yeah, and that's why hardcore rules. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's weird to think about too. Like, oh, so 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 we can go there, but do we want to?
2: We don't have to, yeah. but like, I've been knowing these people 20 some years, and it's weird to say that out loud. Like, I've known motherfuckers 20 years now.
0: That is weird. I thought about it last night. Like, it was like the first time I seen Agnostic Front it was like almost 20 fucking years ago, like 18, 18 and a half years, something like it was with Hatebreed a while, a long time ago. I wanted to see Hatebreed. I knew who uh, AF was, but I was more into like Hate right. at the time and just Agnostic Front open for them. I was like, there's a lot of fucking skinheads here
2: (laughs) you know you coming to uh this is hardcore
0: no dude i fucking wish because i have a real family reunion with family that was already set up you know it's it's already been planned a long time now and uh i was talking to joe about it. he's like it's either going to be the first weekend in august or the first weekend in july or the last weekend in july and i was like I, like, I got to make up your mind. I was like, I hope, but obviously, it was based on my hate breed schedule. That's what it all boiled down to on when they were on tour and is when they can play this as hardcore. So that's yeah. what they sort of went by by their dates with. So I was like, I got to nail this down with my family and this and that. But dude, it's going to be such a badass. Uh, this is hardcore. Yeah, it's
1: gonna
2: be I'm, I'm not happy. Yeah, you know, I'm not going, but. I mean, maybe really maybe uh, hop you an airplane. And just come to Philly real quick. Watch our set. This comes <laughs> Saturday, July 9th. If I was
0: going to go, it was going to be Saturday. And I said, I was like, the only day that I would drop, like, doing what I'm doing is if there's a Blood for Blood or somehow, like, Cold as Life showed up on it.
2: <laughs> you know, and I was like. If I ever got to see Blood for Blood live, man, so many. Like, for real, all rules, all rules go out. I'm fucking kids up that night. Straight <laughs> up. Straight up. I'm hitting everyone. Yeah, blood for blood. I've never seen blood. I've uh, I've seen Ramallah twice, and I played with him once. And that's okay. the closest I got. Yeah, I
0: I've seen him either once. I think it's twice, but I only remember one time. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> um, but like, and he did some uh, blood for blood songs. But I was still just a little bit too young to fully understand how important they are. Yeah. You know, I liked Ramallah,
1: but like
2: Kamala, but like for wrestling, that's B and Tear. Yeah, I, was, uh, I didn't when I got into this shit. Uh, I didn't, well, shit. But well, when I first heard of Terror, saw Tear shirts being worn, I was in my like crusty, fucking punker, uh, circle pits, not karate kicks thing, You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I've been there, shit, man. I like shit. I don't care about that. I'm a punk rocker. Fuck and that. then I got older and I was like, yo, Terra's fu- fucking, shout out Tara. Tara don't need my shout out, but shout out Tara.
0: Shout out to fucking Tara, yeah. You listen to the new joint yet?
2: Yeah, dude. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, um, Tomorrow, like another white whale, like I said, I'm afraid to ask people. I'm going to have Scott, I'm going to record with him tomorrow, but it's not going to uh-huh. go out until the day, they'll be here May 20th. I'm going to save it for then, just to put a little celebration, you know, interview okay. with Scott. So I have listened to it. Over and over again. Uh, he actually sent me like this little uh it's like a promo thing that uh Hoya Rock recorded I'm talking about the album. It's like a it's like a minute long, has a couple samples from each song. I'm gonna throw it okay. on the beginning of this on the beginning of this episode. So it's like Hoya just talking some shit about terror. I'm like, oh shit, that's fucking cool, man.
2: Okay, that's badass.
0: Yeah, happy to be able- It's like it's like they don't need my promotion, but it's cool enough that he asked yes. me to throw it on the podcast like you don't need me dude for sure you don't I yeah, don't need
2: on co but yeah. it's cool <laughs> yeah. it's cool they make us think they need our co yeah yeah it,
0: yeah but it's weird to think like like, like scott vogue like terror um you know i was into some somewhat punk hardcore before i found terror obviously like most people and then i heard them i started liking them and then to see them at like a small venue back in like 04 ish, probably 04. Uh, it was like weird, like to see like uh, there's Scott Vogel. He was in the bathroom, like washing his face. I'm gonna tell him this tomorrow too. Like I was taking a piss. He walked in the bathroom. He's like, it's like oh, nothing worse than like a horse bath. He was like washing his face and his armpits in the sink. I was like, that's Scott Vogel. Like I was it's like so like it's weird to say like starstruck because I was like a fucking teenager, but like that's the scene of
2: terror that, right in front of me. First time I met Vogel. Uh, the homie, I was just like hanging out at the show or whatever. And the homie was like, Yo, this is my man, Scott. And I was like, What's up, yo? And I had no idea what terror was. And terror played that night oh, at a place shit. called Civics, which is uh, gone. It was in Essex, in Maryland. But uh, I met Scott Vogel. I didn't know who yo was. I was just like, What's up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, nice to meet you. For I I real, like, I, I was, I mean, I like hardcore, or whatever, but I'm more like a punk, you know, I'm more like a trad skin
1: kind
2: of guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know, like I said, I never listened to terror. All the dudes who wore terror shirts were like big stocky white boys <laughs> and I that was, that was out of my wheelhouse at that point in my life. So I'm like, I don't know how I feel about <laughs> that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember always seeing the I'm a gray terror shirt with the eagle on it. It said like yeah. life and death on the back or something like that. Yeah. Fuck. fuck. Those are good old days when you're finding all the new music and shit. When it's we gave a fuck. Yeah,
2: and I'm like, it's too much. I, I won't even say there's too much. In all honesty, where we're at now, and I'ma go a lot of this shit sound the same. It's a fact. And that's that's like my biggest problem with uh, a lot of current hardcore and what has been called hardcore. It all sounds the same. It does. And I think that that comes
0: with like the eras. Um, it seems like each like, generation or every yeah. five years or every 10 years, like each decade, it, it, it's like there's a lot of bands who show up and it all sounds the same, but you know, everybody's still doing what they love, so it's not. And I think a lot of them are so self aware that they know they're not doing anything new, it's just what they like, yes. you know,
2: yeah, it's just what they like, yeah, yeah, which I, gotta, you know, you gotta respect because, like, I don't know, there'll only be one bulldozer, like, regardless oh, yeah. how much you. I'm like Bulldoze, you're not, you can literally play Bulldoze songs, but if you aren't Bulldoze, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> yeah, but, but like another like funny
0: thing, like a joke band, like a fucking Tsunami, like they're, they're so like outrageous and crazy that like, they just blew up and that wasn't even like the point, you know, they're like, yeah, oh, the-
2: we're doing this with stupid shit.
1: <laughs> and people love it. Like
2: at- I'll be uh, out that way. We're going, we'll be out in the Bay Area at the end of July. We're hitting a couple of dates with Raw Brigade. At oh, the shit. End of the so I like Raw Brigade. Yeah, I fuck with Raw Brigade. Shout out Raw
0: Brigade. So, shit, man. I mean, we We ran about an hour now. Like I said, I don't take up too much of your time, but with a fun conversation. I don't know. We've run down my little list. I wrote a little, some bunch of bullshit down, but. You know, we sort of just covered that talking shit. That's what I like yeah. to keep it. I don't like to get too deep. I'm not, I'm not like, oh, this thing of ours. And I'm
2: uh, like, so, well, I, I It depends on who you're talking to. Because sometimes it is this thing of ours. And then sometimes. It's- yeah. yeah, yeah. I knew you
0: would be a fun guy though. Like seeing your Instagram and shit like that. I figured we can just like riff for the most part, you know.
2: I lot. You are, uh, it feels like I'm talking to some dude. I went to like elementary, like some. <laughs> I I'll, like if this has been the first day of work, something would have happened. We'd have looked over and been like, "You saw that?" Like, but that's my <laughs> yeah. this guy at work every day. I might as well hang out with that guy.
0: Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm glad it's a fun conversation. Do You guys got any tour dates or anything? You guys gonna be coming to Midwest anytime soon? Because I seen you guys last year in the hot ass Edge Men show. Remember that?
2: Uh,
0: yeah, uh, 500 degrees.
2: Let me tell you, man, let me tell let me leave you with this about that fucking show. So I'm on child support because I'm a bad person. My license was suspended at the time. But I had in order because I didn't give money to the tour van situation. I had to go get it. Mm. So I flew to Michigan. Got off an airplane, grabbed this van. Now, I don't know if you remember the weather leading up to that Edgman show, but it was hot. It so rainy. Yeah. I yeah, had thunderstorms. Drive. The power was out and shit. I had to drive from Michigan to fucking Maryland in a tour van with no air conditioning oh. by myself with a suspended license. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then I had to drive back. Oh. Yeah. That sounds so <laughs> terrible and scary. So long whole time I'm like, yo, if I get pulled over, I got to go to jail and whatever, in Ohio? Oh. I don't want to go in motherfucking Sandusky, Ohio. I don't know nobody out here. Oh,
0: shit. Well, hey, man. It's, it's fucked up, but. Hardcore. Hardcore, man. <laughs> so, once again, I appreciate you doing this. I hope you guys have some uh, tour dates eventually come back out here. If not, I'll have to get you out here myself. <laughs> we'll have to figure something out.
2: I appreciate it. It was good talking to
0: you. Yeah, and thanks again. And uh, this is going to go out Monday, so I'll tag you and uh, share it if you can, if you got time. I appreciate it. Of course. Of course. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. And I wish you all the best of luck. And uh, this is Hardcore and the new album coming out whenever it does. It's going to be great. You guys are just getting started. I know. You've been around five years, but shit's just getting popping. I know it. Thank you so much, dude. All right, man. I'll talk to you. Thank you. Later.
1: Bye-bye.